Well, here we go again. It may have come to your attention that we are working on the blog on uh, the chriswalker.au website. We're up to Magnetic Will Part 2. We don't repeat all this, but we do remember that bring your questions to your next coaching session is very important for you. We've added a couple of videos, uh, which is not what was on the last one, but those videos that we did on the last one are now on the blog. And we're up to step seven, the value of the plan. To say that most people live without a plan of some description is pretty accurate. I think um, they live at the bottom of the consciousness cone in a state of, oh golly me, I'm panicking, or I should do this, or I've got to do that. And that's really being run by the circumstances of their life. They're, they're in a, a reactive state of mind. And this reactive state of mind is fine if that causes the outcome that they want. However, it's quite well known that a person who's in a got to, should, or even need to state of mind will exhaust themselves. They'll come home tired at night. They uh, will be exhausted at the end of the week. They're not in a great space. And today I wanna to go through how not to be in that space, why we get into that space, how to get out of that space, and how to prepare ourselves so that we don't become vulnerable for that space. Because it's kind of like called being off track, but in the language of what we're doing at the moment, it's called demagnetized, it's called uh, weak, it's called vulnerable, it's called sick, it's called uh, mental health. It's called depression, you name it, it's called it. Um, frustration, uh, all of the things we've been working on for the last six months on this blog, that's, that's the cause. Um, the, the cause is being in the bottom of the consciousness cone. And the reason a person is in the bottom of the consciousness cone is only one thing, and they have not planned. So let's talk about this really carefully because I don't want to make people feel bad about themselves. That's not the intent. But I, I do believe in happiness and I do believe in enjoying life. And I do believe that life doesn't have to be rigid or strict, but I do believe that there, there is discipline involved. There are rules of the game. And if we don't obey the rules of the game and we try to play the soft uh, touch, we will always regret it. Um, and the pain of discipline um, is always outweighed by the pain of regret. We know that for a fact. I'm gonna leave you to read through the, the entire contents of this blog. Effort without a plan cannot be intelligent. One cannot persist without forecasting. Forecasting or future seeing as we call it, which is the ability to visualize and manifest the future is an essential part of leadership. It's a critical part of romance and relationship. Um, the magnetic person has the four qualities. We talk about the magnetic mindset, gratitude for the past. In other words, a grateful person, be careful that you don't buy into the Oprah Winfrey version of this, a grateful person smiles at the past. If there's anything in the past that doesn't make you smile, even if it's 24 hours ago or 24 years ago, it's irrelevant. If there's anything in the past that doesn't make you smile, you have homework to do and I'd recommend you give me a call. Gratitude presence, turning up in this moment in time. We're gonna talk about this in this very, very video. We're gonna talk about presence, certainty, 
is future seeing. Certainty is the plan. Short term, which is today, tomorrow, and the next day, short term, medium term, this period, which could be the next six to 12 months, and long term, life. This is planning, this is life. This is the way real happiness comes. There's a lot of people addicted to short-term gratification, instantaneous gratification, pleasure, and they fail to plan and therefore they fail. They live at the whim of everybody else. Hand-to-mouth financially, hand-to-mouth romantically, hand-to-mouth biologically, hand-to-mouth career, hand-to-mouth spiritually. And this is no way to feel the spirit, no way to feel the comfort, the energy and the enthusiasm that gives you longevity. It is a very short-term strategy that leads to illness and disease. So let's uh, move on. I wanna show you, I, I hope I can remember everything that I've prepared for this day. Here we have uh, on my iPad uh, a square, and this square is a really important square, and I want you to call this, for the sake of this exercise today, the love nest. The love nest is, is what we call life by design. What you do on this love nest is you, you write on the top line, family. On the, next on the side you write self. On the bottom you write career. And on this side you write financial. Four things. And what you do is you go through and you say, what do I love about and what do I, what would I, what do I don't want to sacrifice? What's really great for me in how I feel about myself? I want to feel, for example, confident. I want to feel happy. I want to feel healthy. I want to feel secure, loved. I want to feel adventurous and you start writing these things down over here and you start what you're basically doing is you're, you're describing how you want how you how you would love to feel and how probably you have designed your life in order to feel it you've probably des uh, unbelievably to yourself designed your life along the lines of causing the very things you want in your career you write down what sort of what sort of things are important to me at work. I want a good boss. Good boss. I want uh, to be valued. I want to be it. Want to be the work to be interesting. I want it to be ethical. I want to be promoted. I want to see a future. I want to play to my strengths. I want to um, learn. So in the career, you probably end up with 20 to 30 want-tos. I think it's really important to realize that the job you've chosen and the circumstances you're in have been designed around these things, that actually you have by design been structuring the way you work and the way you work with people and the sort of job you've got in order to maximize those things. I want you to then go across over here to the financial life by design we're talking. You know that already. I don't have to repeat that here. 
and we might start walking up talking about here um, how many dollars would it take before you said I've got enough how many dollars would you love to have invested in your in your house in the future so in other words what's your number what's the number if somebody said well here's 10 million would you go to would you go still back to the same job tomorrow would or would you choose to go back would you would you go and find a job that you that, that didn't it didn't matter so much what you earned what mattered would be what you gave what you what you would do so there's a point at which we would all shift from uh, uh, an income-based career to a purpose-based career that's a very big shift uh, but we only do it when we have enough uh, wealth to to be able to say this is not the, the work doesn't isn't the cause of my wealth creation so I I think it's really important to get this piece right over here family it's very it's very critical you you, you come to these ideals that you have that you want a family that's fun healthy it's got the kids it's comfortable it's a you know maybe it's um it's secure it's uh, you maybe you say i want to be home um six out of seven nights a week um i want to have um entertainment center I want to have a, a yard, I want to be near a park, I want to be near the beach, and you just get this thing going, I want to have sex, you know, seven times per week, or whatever. So you start to develop a model of what you want, what, you, what, you, what you've designed your life to have. I'm not saying that you've got everything you want. I'm saying this is what this is what has motivated you. This is what this is what's really deeply caused you to continue to struggle and 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 work on yourself, to work on your family, to work on the financial and work on your career. These things are, are, are driving you because you really you don't want to give them up. Um, what's important with this graph, um, this this diagram, is to know this. Um, is to know this if the family uh, if you make decisions in the family that compromise any of the things you've written in family and ultimately make you feel like you're under more stress in the family let's say you decide to renovate the house that wasn't on your want to list, wasn't on your love to list, but you decide to do it. The likelihood is that this discomfort you've introduced in the family will shrink, will push in the line of your love nest and reduce it. Let's just say, or uh, uh, hypothetically, let's just say over here, you decide to borrow more debt than you're comfortable with or live with more debt than you're comfortable with because and because you want to have I don't know you want to have a beach house or you want to buy a new car and you borrow more money than you know in your heart of hearts is reasonable 
what happens is you push the love nest, you shrink this line inwards. If you take a job that you are doing for money and not for love of it and you don't enjoy it and it's more pressure, if you take that job, it's likely that you're going to reduce the amount of love that's coming in your life for the work you do, even if it's short term. If you stop doing the things that make you feel good about yourself, if, for example, you told a fib or you don't eat well or you you um, skip your training for a week or you uh, speak to someone in, uh, in an ugly tone or you abuse somebody or you feel abused and you don't process it, this can shrink your line in on this side of your box here, this love nest. What's important to know, and we're going to leave this page uh, at this point so that you can come to coaching and discuss it, is change one equals change all. In other words, if you shrink this line in on the family, all the lines in the box shrink in. And so if you make a bad financial decision, that's going to stress you. So you go to work more stressed and more worried about your income. You will, as a result, compromise a little bit of your self-respect and self-practice um, and, and me time. And as a result of that, you'll come home and demand more from your family to compensate for what you've lost in the other three and therefore your expectations will block your love. And so when you change one area of life and you make a decision, what we must be really careful about and, and what's really important to know is that if you make a decision in one area of life, it will affect all the other three. If you're brave enough, you can extrapolate this and start talking about seven areas of life instead of four. What we drew before was uh, were four, family, self, career, financial, but we can also say there's financial, self, career, spiritual, there's social, mental, um, there's family, and there's significant other. I've got eight squares instead of seven. So this is the eight, and, and if we do uh, seven, we usually put family and significant other in one bundle. Um, I think it sometimes really, really helps to separate them because they can often be two different things. If you're brave enough, you can do the same exercise as we did back here by going around and asking the what ifs. You can do that in all of the seven areas of life or eight as you want to do it. If you're brave enough, you can see that this is actually um, a SWOT analysis. So you can group areas of life into the four quadrants. So you can have, um, let's say you said uh, what we said before, family and significant other bundled together. You can have social and mental, career and uh, health, um, uh, um, you know, uh, self and spiritual. You can you can combine them, and if you're brave enough, you can create those four boxes to see what you want in each of the areas of life. To to, to simplify it is 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 the, the reason. 
But let's just look at what we're doing when we do this. This is a very important understanding when we say, what do I want? There are three components of what do I want. There's what do I want to have? And that will be in terms of material. What do I want to do? That will be in terms of my action, what, what behavior I want to exhibit. And what do I want to be? Which will exhibit what do, I, what do I want to feel about myself? What do I want to feel about what's going on? Being is, is, not, um, is very rarely reflected by other people's opinion. Certainly what we do will gain their attention and what we have will gain their attention. But what we be is what we feel. So when we're looking at that, at those, those areas of life that I've demonstrated back here and we're sitting down going, let me just go through the, 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 the areas, I can ask myself, in the, ask myself, not only do what I want, what do I, what do I, what do I want to be, do and have? So I can make it even more tightly uh, experienced and tightly explored. If we're brave enough, we can actually do uh, be, do, have, be, do, and have in all the four boxes that we said before, self, um, family, financial, and career. We can model it like that and note it out, always writing the results on the outside of the box because remember, inside this box, is our gratitude box. This is this is the, what this is the life we've done by design. We've built this thing inside that box, and what we love about family forms one of the boundaries. What we love about who we are forms another one. Career, what we love about our work, and what we love about certain amounts of money forms another boundary. So the inside of the box is what we call your ego, your identity, and. Uh, so we write what we what we want to be, do, and have on the outside, even though it's a pyramid built from the inside. So you get something like that, and you can even build the pyramid, uh, as I've said, um, be, do, have in the seven areas of life if you're brave enough, and and go around each area of life: be, do, have, be, do, have, be, do, have. And this is starting to get very, very accurate. This is accuracy. And the more accurate, the more beautiful you work on this, the more magnetic you become. So planning the future. So at some point, you're going to know what you want. You'll have a picture of it. At some point, you're going to know what you love because what you'll witness when you do this work is you'll realize You've spent your life designing your life. That, that by, by saying, I wouldn't compromise this about my family. This is what I think is really important. I, I haven't compromised this about myself. This is what I've been striving to achieve. Not always getting there, but striving. This is what I want in my career. Not always getting it, but striving for it. And so what we've done is we've built a nest. Uh, it, uh, like a bird, we've built a nest in which our love can flow. That's why I love to call it our love nest or life by design. So with all that, if you know what you want and you know what you love, what in the hell could go wrong with that? I wonder. So let's have a look. It's a rhetorical question. And the answer is 
simply your behavior. It's astonishing to think that if we know what we want and we did all the things that would cause it, we would get what we want. But our, somehow our behavior, somewhere along the line, gets rogue. So if our daily choices, decisions and feelings don't match our vision, it's going to cause significant what? <laughs> you know the answer. Do you remember yesterday we did the feel and think, the two, the two aspects of ourselves? The, it's called the double mood. If we're feeling inspired about the vision we have, the thing we've just worked on for the last five minutes of this video, if we're inspired about our vision and we spend significant time thinking about our vision, we start to develop this, this powerful energy that people want to be near. That's why vision, inspiration, purpose are the three words of inner wealth. If you feel inspired, hopeful, looking forward to, in love with, grateful for, um, certain about your vision, the love nest, and you think about it, remember we go in the direction of our dominant thought, if we're thinking, this is why dream boards, morning affirmations, reading your vision statement, listening, having a purpose statement, which is basically just a synopsis of your vision that you can say in, a, in, in three words. These things cause you to become magnetic and successful. So we're starting to make sense of it all. But there's something even more powerful. Going back to yesterday, if we, if we have a vision in the future and we, we're enthusiastic and we're totally interested, in other words, we're not distracted, if we're enthusiastic about the vision, and we're interested in the vision, the present moment, this is time, the present moments and the grid in which all the things that are happening to us on a daily basis, on, a, on an hour by hour basis, our, they become smaller than the vision. And so if we're enthusiastic about our vision, if that's our prime enthusiasm, and our prime interest is in our vision, in our big goal, and our smaller goals, and our weekly goals, if our enthusiasm and interest is focused there, all the events of our life are contextualized in small boxes that are connected to, and the solutions to, are connected to our vision. And therefore, that all the problems and challenges of our life become smaller. They become contextualized in terms of the vision that we're creating. So what just stops us getting this right? I'm just about to show you the answer. <laughs> I don't want to do that. What stops us getting that right? What stops us from having a big vision, getting excited about it, being interested in it, 
getting everybody else interested in it, what stops that simple process of knowing that we're a tree and we want to grow and we want to be tall and we want to reach for the sun and we're really hopeful, what stops us getting this right? Well, here's the answer. We get overwhelmed. There's a lot going on. You're juggling the balls. You've got family. Remember we went back in that original diagram we did? We've got the family, we've got money, we've got ourselves, and we've got our career. And each of those are introducing continuous variables. And each of those variables has to be managed on a daily basis. And so it comes down to the ability to manage on a daily basis all the balls that we juggle in the area of family, career, financial and self to make sure what we call balance exists. So let's talk about this for a very short period of time. You remember we've done this, we've done your vision, we know what we want. The first thing we have to do is do what's called, what I call varicose veins, or uh, as we've labeled it here, varicose values. What you do in a box like this is you put things you want. You want certain dollars, you want a certain amount of love, you want uh, health, you want um, a good job with a good boss, you want a loving partner, you want happy kids, you want uh, um, in your career, you want adventure, in your career, you, you, in yourself, you want to feel love for yourself and you go along and you write all these things. Uh, um, you, you might write uh, friendships, you might want to feel belonging spiritually. Then you go down this column and you re repeat the same things, love, health, balance, um, love of friends, health, etc. And what you do then is you go to each intersection and you say, if I had to choose between money and love, would I choose money? So there's a dollar sign there. If I choose between dollars and health, which one would I choose? Health. There's a health sign there. Between dollars and, I can't remember what that balance or something, I'd choose dollars. If I had to choose between dollars and the love of a partner or something like that, I certainly would choose love. If I had to choose between that and that, and we, there's no need to do two sides of the equation because it just repeats itself. But love and um, love and health, uh, health and um, balance. And so we go down here and we, ha we, we ask ourselves at the intersection of this, if you had to choose one, which one would you choose? And this is all on my website, so you can, you can get this. You come down and what you end up with is a total. The number of times uh, dollars appeared, the number of times love appeared, the number of times health appeared, the number of times balance appeared, the number of times um, friends appeared, and you'll end up with, say, uh, eight times, uh, three times, ten times, four times, one time, something like that. What you know is the thing that you scored the most in is your highest value. 
Isn't that cool? The next thing you do is you link it or sync it. This is the most important business process I have. And uh, um, I'm surprised at how many people ignore it in terms of HR policy. Down here, we write the job, job, the job we've got to do. And you can do this, whether it's mowing the lawn at home or I don't know, whatever. What you do is you joke, let's say, let, let's do the example dishwasher. But if it was at work, it'd be a job description, dishwash. The question in here is, how does it link, how does that link to my vision? So my vision might be, part of my vision might be to build inner wealth to um, another million people contacted in the next 12 months. And the question is, I'm standing at the dishwasher going, here, am I loading the dishwasher? My thinking is completely distracted because, because I'm irritated. This is, this is irritation in here. Because I'm doing the dishwashing and I have no idea how it connects to what I want in life. All right, so you can understand that's in the old days would call be demotivated or disinterested or whatever it is. But what we know it's called uninspired. And so the question is, how is doing this dishwashing helping me link, helping me build my vision? If you can find the answer, uh, you will be really inspired by it and you'll become magnetic and you won't lose energy. If you don't, you'll become irritated and your feeling and your thinking will become separate. The, the probability of an accident goes up, the probability of a breakage goes up, but most importantly, the probability of your energy being exhausted goes up. Now, let me give you the example. If I'm doing the dishwasher and I'm linking it to my vision, I say, well, what has this got to do with my vision? Let's just say I have to bend down and clean the dishes. What if I'm methodical and I slow down and I treat it like a little bit of little a bit of a Tai Chi or a little bit of body stretching. And so while I'm loading the dishwasher, I'm balancing on my feet, I'm breathing nicely, I'm uh, keeping my neck straight, I've got a smile on my face and I say, I know how loading the dishwasher, it's called my morning Tai Chi, or as we call it, Waka Chi. And so now the dishwashing connects. Now everything we can connect to our vision everything we can connect to our vision, everything we can connect to our vision, we will do inspired. And everything we can't connect, if we can't connect that, we will sabotage it. Now, sabotaging the dishwashing doesn't sound very important to you at this point in time. I understand that, but sabotaging your health, sabotaging your mental state, or walking out the front door with your thinking going one way, and your feelings going another way, that is deliberate sabotage. That's called slow suicide. So there are still two columns. And the other two columns are, might be something like this other column you might put family. This is your vision, but this is the collective vision of the entire unit you belong to. It might be a team at work. It might be the business. It might be the vision, or it may even be this is your short, this is your medium-term vision here, and this is your purpose or long-term. 
And the next question you go is how is doing the dishwashing linking to the family vision? The family has got a dream to be, to, to treat people as they wish to become, to treat people as elegant and elite. And how does doing the dishwashing link to that? That's pretty easy to answer. Link it or sink it, I say. And that's a really important thing because one of the first things that gets in the way of living out your vision and being magnetic is slow suicide was the first one and self-sabotage is the second. Link it or sink it. Let's go on to the next one, Madonna process. It's written in the notes in this uh, part of the exercise that when you wake up in the morning or go to bed at night, you need to plan your day ahead. And I think it's really important to plan it the way I was taught by a certain person whose name appears on this sheet. And the way they taught me was they have a sheet of, they have a calendar. This is their calendar. And that calendar is scheduled for two years in advance, almost by the hour. Now that means they've got to rehearse, practice, write, uh, dance, eat, uh, sleep, take the kids, or everything. And so in their calendar, they'll have tomorrow, um, you know, they'll have six o'clock uh, yoga, um, seven um, breakfast, um, eight, they'll have um, uh, interview, uh, nine, they'll have rehearsal, 11, they'll have a massage, 12 is lunch, um, one o'clock is another interview, two o'clock will be pr um, um, a photo shoot, uh, three o'clock and it goes on if you wake up to that list this list every single bloody day of your life you are gonna get bored it's Groundhog Day so what this certain person whose name appears on this process taught me to do was to reframe everything to spin it and spin it in the language of their vision in other words how is yoga how can I relabel yoga in the language of my vision, which is for her, better dancer, breakfast, stay young. Uh, what was that one? Rehearsal or uh, interview, um, build brand. Rehearsal, fun, joy. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Lunch, um, uh, soothe my soul. Interview, shared love. Oopsie daisy, I've done something wrong. Anyway, you can see here what can, you can actually spin, completely spin using the Madonna process, completely spin all of that to make it a better looking day. Now that is so important because this magnetizes you because it makes every hour of the day that you plan ahead something you look forward to. Remember the three things? All human beings want something to love, something to someone to love, something to love, something to do, and something to look forward to.
three things human being can't live without. And this is building something to look forward to, something to love and something to do all into the one package on a daily basis. Pick Poo Boots, is, which is another name for the emotional shower. We take everything that we're about to do and we say, what's the, what's the positive of it? What's the negative of the positive? We go, what's the negative of it? And what's the positive of the negative? And that, those columns, what we're trying to do is we fill out these columns all the way down. What we're trying to do is make sure that we stay balanced in our heart at all times. Balanced in our heart at all times. Balanced in our heart at all times. If, if anything comes up during the day that is an irritation, the opportunity you have is to sit down with a sheet of paper in a coffee shop or in the tea room or out in the park or near a tree and say, I want to be balanced in my heart at all times because that's where my battery is. That's where my battery is full of charge. And if I get off balance and I start being more positive than negative, negative than positive about things, I'm going to become an emotional fruitcake. And if I become an emotional fruitcake, we know what the word emotion is. Energy in motion. The trouble with, with it is, if you draw the consciousness cone, emotion, energy in motion is going this way and this way, sideways across the cone, and your success is going that way. So this energy, emotion, can be spent to build your success if you don't waste it. The last one, next one is do, dump, delegate. You'll have a list of chores to do, uh, which will overwhelm you, you know, mow the lawn, uh, feed the dog, um, uh, shoot the cat, uh, um, um, make a million dollars, um, fly an airplane and you've got all these things down here to do and you go oh my gosh I've got so much on my plate you divide this up which is what you do automatically in your brain anyway into three columns do dump and delegate the delegate part is the part that comes hardest because you have to you have to love it in order to give it to somebody that they will enjoy doing it. If you dump your shit on other people, if you say, I hate doing tax, I'm going to give it to somebody, then you are dumping your garbage onto somebody. But if you say, I value my tax, but it's a low priority for me or something I'm not going to fill my life with and I can hire somebody to do my tax for me for 200 bucks an hour while I earn 400 or la 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 la, then you have the complete authority to delegate. Dump means not do it, but you dump it to another day. So you might say, dump this one, mowing the lawn. I'm going to dump that to Friday. And on your Friday sheet, there's the first thing on the list is do mow the lawn. And you might get to Friday and move, move it again. But the most important thing is the dump things mean you, you can take I would say when I sit down with people and do this, you can take about 80% of the things that are intimidating you about overwhelm and dump them. But you must dump them to a date. 
not dump them for um, dump them forever because that's just not going to work. That's ridiculous. It's the same with delegation to who or whom, whatever, whatever, to whom, and when do you want it back? So to whom and when? To whom and when? And this is uh, again appears somewhere else that will be a trigger for you to go check in on the delegation of the lawn mowing to the neighbor that said it would be done by Friday. On Friday, you have it in your diary or in your, in your do-dump delegate sheets to say, did they do it? Now there's apps for this, but do-dump delegate is one of the most powerful mind-releasing processes for anybody who wants to be focused on their vision. Organize, supervise, deputize. We know that we evolve at the border of support and challenge. So organize means we take everything we do and we we put it into anything we do twice and we make a system of it, a, what's called a checklist. When we've got that checklist right, we supervise somebody, we supervise somebody, we say, I'm gonna hand this system over to you and I'm gonna watch you do it once or twice to make sure my checklist is accurate and the process is clear. Once I've organized it, supervised it, fixed the errors, because there will be some feedback, you can now delegate it to somebody hands off. It's a really important leadership quality. The discard form, it's too complicated to go through here, but this is the big hit where we get over grief, we get over grief, we get over judgment, we get over anger, we get over fear, we get over ourselves. And so this stuff here is ultimately the biggest, the big irritations. So what we've said is this. If you can focus your enthusiasm and thinking, enthusiasm is internal, thinking is external, which means this means your uh, interest how you measure it on the same thing you'll know it because you'll have a smile on your face if you have irritations either short term medium term long term you'll have a frown on your face and so will everybody around you this is chris you have a beautiful day bye for now